Hello, everybody, and welcome to the LMN Podcast. I'm your host, Brian King, and this episode is going to be the intro to uh, the LMN Podcast. It should have been the first recording put out, but I inadvertently uh, deleted the original intro uh, in uh, putting in the first episode, uh, which should have been the second episode. So it was just a whole mess. And <clears throat> this will be a short one. Uh, I wanted to um, cover what the Element Podcast um, is going to be about, some of the topics that we will be discussing, and also what does Element mean. So we'll get into that first, um, and I'll give you also a uh, you know a background of of me, what what I've done, what I'm currently doing, and. Uh, We'll take it from there. But LMN, what does it mean? LMN is uh, longevity equals movement plus nutrition. So it's a uh, it's a basic principle. I try to follow it on a daily basis because right now with my lifestyle, I'm trying to improve my longevity. And I think the two cornerstones of doing that is through movement and nutrition. Now, movement and, and movement, you know, it... it Movement is exactly what it, it means. You, it could be a 10-minute walk. It could be walking upstairs. It could be strenuous exercise, running a marathon, you name it. Uh, nutrition, obviously, uh, that is what you're putting in your body. Nutrition is nutrition. It could be crappy. It could be great. It could be mediocre. Um, ideally, uh, what we'd like to do is uh, promote a uh, healthier lifestyle through eating a healthier diet, okay, and through proper movement. Uh, that's what this podcast is is going to be about. Uh, now, longevity. Um, what I mean by longevity is improving your quality of life uh, in your just in in general. Okay, uh, feeling better about yourself, looking good. Um, being able to move around, uh, improving, uh, your, um, efficiency at, at work, you know, wherever, whatever you do for a living, um, improving your, you know, say you're a weekend warrior, improving your golf game, you know, improving your running game, improving, you know, whatever it is, softball, uh, some of you athletes out there, it could be, you know, bodybuilding, powerlifting, whatever, uh, longevity, will you know how you move and what you eat will dictate how well you perform and how uh much you improve your longevity in these uh disciplines so um what topics will we be discussing other than movement and nutrition i think obviously movement and nutrition are the, are the cornerstones like i said but you also have um other things that you should be uh, paying attention to sleep, like sleep habits, sleep hygiene is huge. Okay. Getting regular checkups from your general primary care, uh, get having a good rapport with them. You know, if you're in your mid to upper forties, get screened for cancer. Okay. That's huge guys, uh, gals. Um, and just staying on top of that, uh, mental health, all right. Spiritual health. A lot of these will be discussed. And then since uh, I am 
in endurance athletics right now, I'll be I'll be spending a lot of time on training programs uh, in regards to running marathons, five Ks, half marathons, triathlons, you know, you name it. But I'll I'll also throw in some things uh, for you know for some of your strength athletics since that's I did a lot of that for years. So it's going to be a pr- pretty good rounded out podcasts have a lot of fun information a lot of good information and hopefully you can you know anybody can take away from you can use it in your in your day-to-day activities now a little bit about myself i have been competing getting ready for competitions for golly 25 years okay uh played high school football played college football i coached uh Small college football and high school football. Um, I've been a strength and conditioning coach uh, in both those areas as well as an assistant football coach. I've uh, been a performance coach, uh, personal trainer. And then on top of that, I have been preparing myself uh, with dis- different uh, athletic endeavors I've pursued over the years. I once I got done with coaching, I needed a, a uh, an outlet because I am a type A competitive go getter. Uh, need something to uh, I need to go. I need something to accomplish. I guess something to conquer, maybe if you will. So I, I got into powerlifting. Um, I ate my way up to about three hundred at my peak. I was about three hundred and fifteen pounds, and walked around. For about eight to ten years, that that body weight. I was a powerlifter, moved into strongman, uh, got into Highlands Games, and it was uh, about the second year of the Highlands Games when my body decided to to quit on me. <laughs> it's uh, I uh, suffered a uh, rotator cuff tear, and that put me out. Ultimately, uh, that, that injury alone put me out of competition. Uh, in strength athletics uh, for good because no sooner than my rotator cuff injury healed, my other shoulder started acting up. And about a year later, I had another rotator cuff surgery on my other shoulder to get replaced. And, you know, I, it just wasn't worth it. And I was beat up anyway and didn't feel good. My joints hurt. You know, I was walking around at the time at about 285 pounds so I just decided to start gradually losing weight. Four years later, after that, I, I'd been, you know, I was just laying dormant during those four years, not doing anything, not knowing, you know, what I could participate in. Never in a in a in a minute did I think I would be getting, I would ever get into endurance athletics. Well, you know, f- during four years, I lost about forty pounds. You know, got down about two hundred and forty pounds. And then this, this was about two years ago, decided to run, in, well, 2018, March, decided to run in a 5K because I wanted to see if I could do it. You know, it's 3.1 miles. And just wasn't quite sure, never ran, hadn't run, golly, in five years. The only endurance training that I'd done was uh, some inter, uh, some. Uh, high intensity work on a on a rowing machines, airdyne, you know, and uh, just some basic uh, circuit training, you know, high intensity, short bursts, 
and uh, that was about it. No running. Well, I was, you know, 245 pounds, hadn't ran, signed up for it at the last minute, bought a crummy pair of running shoes, and I, I ran the thing in 28 and a half minutes. All right. So that was that was my first step into getting into endurance athletics. And it took me, I took about a month off and then just decided that I wanted to try to improve upon that time. So I started running, wasn't running a lot, probably anywhere between six to nine miles a week. And I had no intentions of ever running a marathon or a half marathon for that matter. And about the, you know, middle to, well, actually about, it was September, I remember it. I signed up for a 10K that was going to be run in November. Well, I sit and thought about it a little bit and then upped it, called the organizers and decided I wanted to run a half marathon. I did that in 2018. Uh, Only running maybe tops 10 miles a week at that, okay? Um, Ran it. Was ridiculously sore. Uh, but I ran it in two hours and one minute, you know, and I was, uh, you know, I, I was such a sense of accomplishment for me. Well, fast forward now, I'm down to 205 pounds. Uh, I've run, counting that half marathon, I've run three other half marathons. I've run a 30K race, which is 18.7 miles. And I ran a full marathon in November. And the goal right now is to qualify for, my goal right now is to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And I almost did it back in November 2019. I needed a three hour and 20 uh, second finish time. And I finished in 3.23.45. What happened? I had a little mishap on mile 24. My hamstring locked up on me. I couldn't flex my leg, couldn't flex or extend my leg. I had to keep it straight. So the last 2.2 miles, I literally ran on one leg. And that's where I was running a great pace. I was 7.20 to 7.30 minute per mile, which is exactly what I needed. And, of course, when you're running on one leg, it slows you down. So that's currently where I'm at. And then uh, I've got the Kentucky Derby Marathon coming up here April 25th. I feel very confident that I will qualify for Boston because the marathon I ran in November was quite hilly, very hilly. In fact, a lot of lot of gain, um, a lot of hills, and it was brutal, absolutely brutal. Uh, Kentucky Derby Marathon, it's downtown Louisville. It's for the most part, it's all flat. There might be a total of two miles of hills, and they're all in one compact area at Iroquois Park. So that shouldn't be any issue at all. And after that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, dip my toes into triathlons. Uh, probably start off with some uh, 70.3, some half tries, and then eventually get into full tries. Uh, I very, I'm very excited about getting into that because I'm a big fan of mastering several disciplines at once. That just makes training so much more fun. Uh, breaks the monotony because you're biking, you're running, you're swimming. And uh, I just love it. That's I, I cannot wait. That's what I like so much about Strongman and Scottish Heavy Athletics is because you had to be a discipline. You had to discipline 
a bunch of different um, movements and a bunch of different events. And it was, uh, it's something, it, it, it really breaks the boredom when you have to do that. It's, it's, uh, it can be frustrating too, but it's such a great challenge and it's very fulfilling. So that's where I'm at right now. That's enough about me. Um, now, um, what I want to do is get off this topic and I want to finish up here, uh, with a, something that was a little bit disturbing to me. Um, I was recently watching a TED talk from a Lieutenant general in the army who is now, he is the commander of military training. And this to keep in mind, well, this, this TED talk was is in 2012. See, we're in 2019 now. Um, he, and what his TED talk was about was his concern that obesity in our country, obesity is going to become a national disaster, or, um, uh, um, um, yeah, well, national disaster, okay, uh, because what it's going to do is it's going to overburden the healthcare system, overburden the economy, and then where everybody's so obese and out of shape, you won't be able to find enough recruits for the armed, armed forces, Okay, that alone right there should scare the hell out of you. And he, you know, he gave he gave some examples of uh, what he found. Uh, and this guy, keep in mind, he was a master. He got a master's degree in exercise physiology, taught anatomy and physiology, and, and physical education at West Point. Served time in uh, he 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 commanded units as well. All right, he uh, he was in several wars. Now he's the commander of military training, basically oversees basic training. Now, what he found out of uh, the uh, 100, about 160,000 civilians that uh, wanted to join, that signed up for the Army, 75% of them could not, weren't even qualified because they were obese. Okay? That's pretty, that's, this is just the Army. Out of the 25% that did qualify, 60% of them could not finish the basic PT test, which is a minute of sit-ups, a minute of push-ups, and a one-mile run. Those are all very easy. Even if you're in halfway decent shape, anybody should be able to do that. They, couldn't, they, they could not complete that. And he gave reasons why, and I think we all know one of the glaring reasons is... Uh, the public school system decided to get rid of physical education for some weird reason. Well, what happens when you get rid of, when you don't expose kids to, uh, to play, you eliminate the running, the jumping, the skipping, the hopping, the kicking, kicking a kickballs, swingings, you know, going to, you know, using your body, learning how to use your body. All right. He found a lot of these kids, they weren't, you know, the people coming in to, uh, to join the military. They couldn't do any of this stuff. They could not use their bodies. And as a result, a lot of them got hurt. And his head, this is where the impact on the economy would come in. It cost thousands of dollars, you know, to, uh, to service these, these injured uh, cadets and uh, people in basic, that basic training that are getting stress fractures and breaking their legs and, you know, 
getting sprains and, and strains and things of that nature. That's costing the army a lot of money. Well, second, the second reason, you know, that uh, what he saw with uh, people becoming obese, the big reason, another big reason was uh, food habits, intake. People are eating differently. You have supersize this, supersize that, big gulp, 64-ounce sodas. People are taking in, on an average, 15 more pounds of sugar per year than they were even 15 years ago. Um, and then people are watching way too much television, television, uh, the technology, people were relying on apps. People are, you know, they're, they're searching the internet instead of going out and getting active and doing things and just moving. Okay. I think we all know I'm 48 years old. We didn't have internet when I was, uh, you know, 15, 16, you know, 10, I was out playing. Okay. I was out running, moving, jumping. Okay, you don't see kids like that today. A lot of kids, there's a little big epidemic of childhood obesity, and it's because they are sitting, watching television, gaming, and eating chips, sodas, pops, and you know, it's it's ridiculous. Now, here's the thing. I want to I want to I'll end this by saying this <clears throat> on the topic of childhood obesity, and this is reason why he said. This is going to be a national security risk. Well, it is a national disaster too, but it's a national security risk. Is if you're an obese, if you're obese parents, and your kids are going to be obese. Their kids are going to be obese. Well, how do you think it's how do you think it's going to fare out in thirty years from now when the armed forces are trying to field a unit and trying to get soldiers? You know, how impossible is that going to be when everybody's walking around 50, 100 pounds overweight and they can't move? Okay, that is that's that is um, that should concern anybody. And if you're in this position, you should, you know, maybe think about making a change. Okay, because look, kids will watch what you do versus listen to what you say. All right. If you're out biking, if you're out, you know, if you if a kid sees you doing push ups and body weight squats and they see you out in the yard, you know, working on the landscape, just being active, your kids will follow you. Okay. I I can I guarantee it. Okay. You are the example. You know, you're the example that, that you're setting for your kids. You need to set that example. You need to be the leader. Okay, I'm talking men and women. You all right? Just think about that until uh, I post another episode, which is actually going to be on metabolic diseases. And it's going to cover a lot of things, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, things you can do about it. Okay, so, hey, I I keep I appreciate you all listening. Uh, Please. Give me a, a rating, a good five star review on any place that you listen to podcasts. Uh, I believe you know I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. No, not Stitcher. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, um, a couple other iTunes. So uh, give me a five star review. Tell your friends. All right, please leave comments. Uh, I'll give you my personal email: r brian king at yahoo dot com. That's Brian spelled with an I. 
um, leave comments. See, uh, maybe there might be a topic you want me to uh, bring up and discuss. Be more than happy to, to take a look at it. So until then, uh, we will we will see you soon. Take care.